Eight beautiful girls and one lone man struggling for survival. With death, sudden, violent, and horrible lurking in the shadows. Horrors of Spider Island. Out of the night came a fate worse than death. A man's mind twisted, his brain poisoned, with an uncontrollable lust to kill. Horrors of Spider Island. A tale of terror that will leave you limp. So hideous and shocking, you won't believe your eyes. His hunger for victims was never satisfied. Prepare to be frightened out of your wits by the horrors of Spider Island. Flipside, this is Charlie, and uh, we're here at, we're live at Super Monster Movie Fest 2020, and uh, it's packed. Oh, what do we yeah. say? We're at max capacity almost. If you're not here by now. Wind up in the back. And yesterday yeah. was pretty bad when I got here, but this is definitely the, the, the bigger day. Yeah, if you're not here by now, then uh, I don't know what to tell you, but. So the first thing uh, we're going to talk about is uh, all right. So we better give them backstory. Um, I I decided I would try to promote the VHS swap that's happening at Pandemonium this year for the weekend. And uh, usually Curtis does that, but I told Joe I was like, well, let's just try it and see what happens. And uh, it was mostly positive, but there was one guy I recognized. What's his name? I have no idea. I forget his name. Um, but he goes, you know, he's act, he says something along the lines of, oh, yeah, that sounds very familiar. Yeah, and then he tagged uh, one of the guys from Lunch Meat VHS. Yeah. Too. So it's it's one of the two guys that runs the Mahoney drive-in. And, um, so you told me about that, and that was on Facebook. And yeah. So that kind of, like... Because I did a VHS swap in 2016. Yeah. And I remember in 2017 when the Mahoney was promoting their thing that they were doing. Now, theirs was different than mine, but their description in the event page that they did in 2017, for the first time in drive-in history or something, we'll be celebrating uh, VHS tapes and the home media and all this other stuff. Right. I didn't say anything because it's just like, it's not a big deal. Who gives a shit? Well, first of all, like, don't ever say, for the first time ever, I yeah, drive it. Like, don't know. you don't, especially when you don't know. And they, yeah. they do this a lot, by the way. 
uh, you know, you watch that documentary at the drive-in. There's, they, there was like multiple times where they said they were the first to do this or first to do that, and it was all false. Yeah, it's like you don't. Yeah, because well, they got the they got the four projectors that they came up with, four digital projectors that are linked together to show one image, and they're like, yeah, I invented this basically. And it's like, no, yeah, not you, even close, yeah. dude. Joe probably didn't even invent that. Nobody right. knows because it's right. just a technical skill. You just hook right. it all together. Right. Get, can you get that closer? Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> I'm like drowning you out with my voice. Yeah, because is that better? Yeah. Sound better? So, yeah, like nobody knows, especially with VHS tapes, to be like, oh, this looks familiar. The only promoting we really do is on Facebook anyway, so unless you're, you happen to see one of Facebook's dumb algorithms where they hide like 90% of the posts, then you don't know. Right. And, you know, I was going to kind of keep, I was just going to keep it to myself about the Mahoney or experiences we had. We had a blast. We went to uh, Troma Fest 20, or Troma Dance 2020. Yeah. We had a blast. But the parts that were the best were hanging out with you guys. We got Glenn here, Goonie Glenn, in the studio. Uh, he doesn't have a mic right now yet, though. So he's in the background watching Goonies. The best part, the best part was the road trip, and all of us hanging out together. Yeah. And the movies. And so, you know, I'd say the trip was ten out of ten. But here's some stuff I wasn't going to talk about till you know, all the shit goes down on Facebook. You know, shots fired because um, their 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 food menu. It's terrible. It is. I mean, terrible. not only not only do they not have very many options, but the options they do have just don't, don't taste good. Yeah. And then they got canned soda, which now somebody told me I'm not going to mention names, but somebody said that's just pure laziness. Have canned soda, and I don't know if they're doing that just because of COVID. I don't know if that's something they always do. Maybe maybe Glenn knows, but um, and then another bad thing they have there is policing. They, they're not very good at policing. You know, it's just like anarchy rules there. Oh, yeah, in the mornings, because I think they just kind of closed, the, closed down. and Yeah. People, like, both nights that we woke up in the morning, <coughs> we were camping there. People were yelling, playing music, being loud. Yeah. I didn't get hardly any sleep that weekend. Yelling at each other, angry, fighting. Uh, yeah. Verbally fighting. The, the, those one people were shouting back and forth over the property line. Yeah. Yelling "fuck you" and right, you know, shut the fuck up and all this stuff. Yeah. So I mean, they're not—they're by no means, you know, the best driving in the world, yeah. as they claim to be. Now, and they got like this elitist attitude, you know. It's just kinda, yeah, and I'm not gonna completely trash talk them because I, I respect that they do what they do. Yeah. But I mean, just don't be a prick about it. And yeah, I mean, they—it's awesome that there's a place that only does 35. Like that's yeah. incredible. I, I think my problem with it, they could be so much more. I think that's what it is. I think that's what irritates me. It's like they have something really great here, and it could be yeah, for sure, something much more than that. But anyways, um, this is the second night of the uh, Super Monster Movie Fest, and last night was like, we had a blast. Oh, yeah. We watched uh, Deadly Mantis, The Swarm, which we'll talk about that here in a little bit, <laughs> uh, Mimic, and Bug. Bug. Hello, Bug. Which, uh, by the way, Bug ended about 15 minutes after you guys left. So. The, oh, did you leave too? Goonie Glenn left after so. I left. It, it was starting to cloud up really bad. I thought it was going to come pouring down. 
Me neither. Uh, when I went to Greenfield, maybe 20 minutes north of here, a little bit of sprinkles on the way there, but nothing. I thought it was going to come pouring down, so I left. Yeah, I didn't hit any rain. But um, tonight we're showing it. What are they showing? We got uh, them. Then it's Storm, Eight-Legged Freaks. Eight-Legged Freaks. Stormship Troopers. What's the last one? Black Scorpion. Black Scorpion. I had a hard time saying Starship Troopers last night. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> it might have been the whiskey and cups. Uh, oh yeah, you got. I think you got pretty smashed. Did, you didn't feel anything when you woke <laughs> I don't up this morning. Feel like I did, but you were calling it Super Troopers, then you were calling it uh, <laughs> Super Troopers. Troopers. Storm Troopers. I can't wait to watch Super Troopers. Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny. I had a, I had a few Chardonnays. What of it? Uh, but uh, no, we had fun. I. I definitely felt good. I didn't, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say I was, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was fucked up. I w- it wasn't like um, New Year's Eve or anything. Oh, yeah, when you uh, passed out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, it was all just a fun time. I don't, you know, it's fun. Right. It's kind of like with the, with the Mahoney going back to that a little bit. We only stayed for maybe half the movies, I think. We yeah. slept the other three. Yeah. And it was still, and it was a great time still. Oh, yeah, we had to blast. The fog was really bad, yeah. And I guess it was that way on both nights. The fog got the Mahoney because it's really low. It just, like, fogs up. Yeah. Um, but we got the vendors out. Um, there's some cool vendors this Really year. cool vendors. My favorite vendor was Ken, though. Oh, yeah, Ken for sure. Yeah. Gave us a good deal. I got a ton of posters from Ken. Um, I'll probably post about that. There's Harrison. He's got a pizza. Gave us uh, good deals on the DVDs, two uh, a little less than two bucks a piece is what he gave gave them to me for. You can come, you can join whenever you're ready. Or take, take your time. But uh, what? There's there's tables and chairs on the other side if you want to eat over there, or if you want to like eat over here, or whatever. Yeah, you can use this table or, here. Yeah. But um, oh, and another vendor. Um, what's it called? <laughs> It's a uh, oh yeah, uh, discover the horror. I think. Yeah, discover yeah. the horror book over here. That I bought a copy of that. That looks really cool. Sort of one man's journey into the depths of horror. Forty, I think forty years is what he said on there. Forty years of just you know going down the rabbit hole. So I'm kind of excited to read that book. And uh, yeah, Tim Cox is here as always. If you're into figures and stuff like that, Tim Cox is the man to go to. Oh yeah, he's got some really good stuff over there. And uh, this tonight only Tony Mills was here, so we got Tony Mills, and he's selling VHS. I'm pretty Who? sure. Tony Mills. Tony Mills is here selling. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't even see him. Yeah, you'll have to go check out his table because he's usually got a bunch of good VHS for sale. No, I got I think uh, one, of the, one, of the, from him. one of the pool vendors too is on the other side. They're selling the coasters. Did you see the coasters? Uh. Uh-uh. They're freaking amazing. They got like Alfred Hitchcock. They they come in a little Ziploc bag, and there's probably eight or nine of them. Uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, NES oh. horror ones, Nightmare on oh. Elm Street, Terminator, Jaws. Cool. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. He's got a bunch. And there's another podcast here, you know, another a, a, a subpar to Flipside, of course. But. Just kidding. Or am I? Um, 
hopefully everything, I mean, th this episode is going to sound a little weird, obviously, because we're live. You're going to hear a lot of background noise and stuff like that. But uh, what, what's been your favorite food so far? I'm actually kind of a fan. I think Char uh, Harrison might be eating it, the eight-legged freaks. Oh, yeah, the eight-legged freaks That, that is good. pretty good. Yeah, the eight-legged freaks is like breadsticks, cheese, bacon. And then one of the one of the things that really surprised me last night was the biscuits and gravy. The biscuits were soft and fluffy, and Glenn said the same thing about his biscuit because he had a yeah, he had a sausage egg and cheese biscuit. I had the biscuits and gravy, and it was actually really good. I was surprised. And we're this episode we'll probably talk a little bit about bug movies. Um, I've been thinking about it. I don't know if I have like a <coughs> favorite bug movie. What would you say is yours? That's that's something I don't really I haven't really dug into many bug movies, but you know, Starship Troopers is obviously one of my favorites. I actually was wearing the T-shirt, but I took it off because it was kind of hot. And then I like Slugs a lot, which we watched. Yeah, I'm kind of a fan of the more like older stuff, like 50s and 60s. Like I really like Horror of Spider Island, and I really like that Deadly Madness last night. I, I wish I could have seen the Deadly Manus because I missed that whole thing. Um, I was surprised how big the Manus was. It was really big. Another good one is um, Squirm. Yeah, Squirm. I think we watched that, didn't we? Or maybe we watched Slugs. Probably thinking of Slugs. Yeah. Slugs was good. A lot of gruesome deaths. I get those two little mixed slugs together. have uh, teeth and they eat people and it's gruesome. Then there's the bees, right? Yeah, the bee bees, yeah. The bees. And that had like John Saxon in it or something? Yeah. yeah that was a fun, schlocky one. Yeah, Don brought that over on 16mm one night, and uh, the color looked really good. Oh. I mean, like, really good. So let's talk a little bit about the swarms. We're talking about bees. Oh, boy. Oh, man. What a boring movie. So um, they showed the swarm, and it's... Theatrical run had a runtime of um, uh, about an hour and fifty minutes, but they decided to show the director's cut, and it was two hours and what forty minutes or how long was it? Two hours and thirty-six minutes, and you know if uh, if Massacre Mafia style was two and two hours and 30 minutes you know that's one thing but there was really not much going on in this um, yeah patty duke was in i mean it had a pretty cool cast you got like patty duke and michael kane and uh, a few other folks but uh and i think steven brought up a, a good point and i thought the same thing michael kane was in it but he was kind of weak he was phoning it in yeah. yeah he was very wooden and stiff he just didn't give a shit yeah it's not like his performance in Secondhand Lions where you know, he deserved an Oscar. Charlie loves Secondhand Lions really, really well. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. Harrison really likes it too. Uh, I swear he does. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just likes the breadsticks more right now. Yeah. I do too. We saw Secondhand Lions day one in theaters. I saw it as a kid. I think I watched it maybe on VHS or something. It was pretty good. It actually is good for me. Get over your pride. Just watch it. <laughs> and Robert Duvall's in it, too. But, yeah, uh, the swarm getting back. What, there there was one thing that I really liked, and it was kind of like, have I seen that in movies before? Not really. Um, 
they spent a really good amount of time on this love story between like this older couple and it was real slow it wasn't like a rush love story it was real like oh i don't know you know we're rushing this a bit oh you know and yeah. it, there, it, it it evolved over time and it took a lot of it took a lot of our time oh yeah to <laughs> to uh you know watch the full extent of it and then all of a sudden and this is a spoiler alert they just both like blow up in the in the probably the best train wreck. I literal literally a train train wreck. Best train wreck I've ever seen in a movie, without a doubt. I mean they had so much coverage on it, it's like rolling like fifty million times, there's exploding, fire. There's people getting thrown out of the windows. People on fire getting thrown out the windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was the guy which was funny because like so it was jarring more than anything because if they were going to die, like, if it was a character that you really cared about that's dying, they usually, like, would show the train wreck and the explosion. But they actually, like, show him, like, on fire. Ah, and then I still love you! Busting, busting through the windshield. Like, it was so gruesome. Like, usually those kind of really gruesome scenes like that are saved for, like, red shirts, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't. They don't. They don't want to show you how somebody you actually like in the movie would really die. They don't right. want to show you that them actually suffering. It's just like right, right, a lot right. of times they'll do like the quick shot of their face going, and then, and that's it. But this is just like or like Spock's death and you know Wrath of Khan. Like, you know, he just kind of like says a speech and is like, yeah. but could you imagine if he was like on fire, like oh, fuck, oh. You know? It hurts so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that kind of was like <laughs> that. That kind of does uh, remind me though, because Michael Caine is in The Eagle Has Landed, and I forgot there's a. Well, maybe I shouldn't say it. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen The Eagle Has Landed, there's a big train wreck in that too, and it's pretty fucking badass too. Is it as good as the Swarms train wreck? Close. It actually is kind wow. of close. There's one one part in particular where a guy gets impaled. That's back. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then Ken had a poster of the swarm for sale, which I thought about buying, but then after I watched the movie, I was kind of like, man. You'd be ashamed to hang it up on your wall. Yeah, and I came to Joe thinking, uh, I was like, Joe, what, you know, I was trying to be nice about it, but I was like, you know, what, you know, what you, what's going on here? You know, he's like, oh my God. He started talking about great it was. Same with Don. Don, Don loves it too, like yeah. It. I don't know. Whatever. What's your boat? <laughs> I need like a water or something. So mimic. It's kind of dark, picture quality wise. Uh, seemed like a good one. Oh yeah, Mira Sorvino. Sorvino. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Um, he's kind of hit or miss with me. And it also had a Goonie connection. It had the guy who played Brand. <laughs> Sorry, so there was my little Goonie connection. We have a Goonie update. Uh, Glenn, would you like to comment? Oh, Goonie update. Well, let me see here. Have you spotted any Goonies? Um, uh, I'm surrounded by Goonies. So now. we got we got Goonie Glenn on the show here. Glenn, all right. But, um, I want an honest number here, okay? How many times this season? <laughs> And what's this season from April to now? Have you seen the Goonies at a drive-in? Oh. 
I lost track, to be honest. Um, I'm probably up to at least 15, maybe more. I think it's more than that. Probably getting close to 20. He's saying 15, Joe. What do you think? (laughs) Probably getting close to 20. (laughs) Oh, man. That's nuts. That's how I got the name, Goonie Glenn. Yeah. But, yeah. For those who don't know, Glenn travels around the country watching Goonies. It's driving. He's been to uh, every drive-in Just that's about. played Goonies. And I'm going to Cleveland next weekend to see um, the Goonies <laughs> again. And Glenn is from Cincinnati, unfortunately. I'm one of the weirdos. Yeah. Go ahead and sit in Curtis's because this mic, we, got two, we only got two mics, which sucks. We had a little technical difficulty. No, that one's just for show. It's not even, it's just plugged into this thing. All this is for show, basically, tonight, because this, because this thing's not working. So we're really just connecting straight into that. But, you know, there, we got another podcast over here. So we got to, you know, one-up them. So. Everything we're seeing today is from Universal. Everything that's playing there next week is from Universal. All Universal. So Harrison's on now with us. Curtis is gone. He's gone hey. to eat pizza. Um, and Harrison wasn't here last night. But he's here this night. What no. What are you looking forward forward to this night? Uh, I'm look I'm looking forward to them. Yeah. Them but really I actually good. haven't seen them, which is partly why I'm looking forward to it, because I've I've heard of it as, you know, being a good sci-fi yeah, classic. It's one of the best. Yeah. Joe likes it a lot. Yeah. So. But yep. um, like in the, is it 57 or, some? Well, yes. 50 something. Some somewhere around there. Yeah. But um, you would have liked pre- uh, Deadly Manus last week, too. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I heard it was fun. And um, I'm really looking forward to Starship Troopers. Yeah. I, I've cool. never seen it. Um, I own oh, it. Really? I own it on 4K, but I've refused to watch it, except I wanted to watch it at the Skyline first. And I was actually... Nice. <laughs> Very nice. I was actually trying to read the uh, book before. Oh, really? Okay. I watched the movie, but that didn't happen. So we're going into this. No, I don't know anything about it, other than it's cool. It's kind of like these police force type guys. These military guys are killing bugs, giant bugs. That's all I know. I didn't even know it was a book. Yeah, yeah. I forget the author. Joe's a big fan of the author. We should ask him who the author was, but. Um, I guess he does a lot of stuff. It's supposed to be really militant, though. Like, it's it's a pretty really? controversial book, actually. I can see that from, like, seeing the movie. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh. <laughs> Militarant. Eh. You know, you know, uh, speaking of books, uh, I don't know if you saw the Severin's, like, release bundle for Cool Jaws. It Not comes yet. with a novelization of Cruel Jaws. <laughs> which, uh, Wouldn't that just be Jaws? Novelization? Jaws book, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. Hey, White, got you on the show. I think I think live at Super Monster Movie Fest, at our live episode recording right now, me and Harrison are going to do a in-depth review of Sammy Terry beer. Sammy Terry what? Beer. Do we, do we have that, Glenn? Oh, Sammy Terry beer. Can we... Can we get that beer? And we can. We'll, we we will all three 
half of Sammy Terry beer. Have a Sammy Terry and beer. we will try them, and we'll give, give our, we'll give our, give our honest review. Yeah, and right. Sammy Terry's, you know, Sammy Terry's table's right back there. So, yeah, but I'm not scared. I'll give my honest review. It tastes like poopy. Tastes like poop. They did say it had a citrus. Oh, that'd be good. So yeah. I'm kind of down for that. Yeah. Oh, there's Ken with the uh, swarm poster. So here it out. Wonder what they're announcing right now. Oh, are they so announcing Sammy something? Sammy going to do something? Or? Yeah, I think Sammy Terry's up on stage tonight. Uh, they had wanted me to help out with the audio <laughs> stuff. Last night, um, but it, they ended, their audio guy did end up coming. He said he wasn't coming, and then he did come. So, Gotcha. But, yeah, the Sammy Terry show last night was pretty good. He told his George story, of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, Especially for the book. Uh, it, 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 it was basically by the books again, you know, and just kind of. Gotcha. He did the Scream, con- Scream Queen contest. All right, so here we go. Sammy Terry beer. Sammy and Terry I, beer. I got a bottle opener. Oh, it looks like it's already opening itself. Did you see it? Oh, that's... Yeah, that's weird. Weird package. Okay, thank you. It's not... I, I take it it's not screw-off? Probably not. <laughs> nope. Good thing we got bottle openers. I saw the little, like, stripe, and I'm like, did he get that Cute. Or you can use the Cinema Wasteland bottle opener. They're both on there. Oh, oh yeah. There you go. I like the Rocket Fuzz. All right, so we'll take a sip here and then. Uh, well, first, okay, first let's review the packaging. Packaging, here. okay. Um, so it's a goulash. I'm not sure what that means, but I've heard that term before, obviously. But I think it's uh, Kolsch. Oh, Kolsch. Yep. Okay. Um, what's that say down there? Uh, that's kind of hard to read. With a touch of flesh and blood. Sit a hop colch with a touch of flesh and blood. Okay, this is from Scarlet Lane uh, Brewing Company. Yeah, Scarlet Lane Brewing Company is awesome. Um, there's one, if you ever want to go to one, the best one to go to is um, Mount Comfort, I think. Oh, uh, the McCordsville? McCordsville. Yeah. Yeah, McCordsville. Okay. And, yeah. um... It's at the Mount Comfort exit. That's what always throws me off. Sure, yeah. But um, uh, the the guy that owns that directed a movie called The Impersonators. Really? And it's really, really funny. I mean, it's probably like one of the funniest independent movies I've ever seen next to like... Um, I mean, it's not as funny as Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 or anything like that, but it's really good. And then the beer's really good there. I forget what beers they have. Uh, there was one I really liked. All right, but anyways... Uh, oh, they, let's, let's they also did the um, the Whorehound beers. Yeah, yeah. And the Whorehound beers are really good. And so. they do horror events. Um, basically, the pl- the place in McCordsville, right? Um, it's basically like a giant warehouse that you sit in, and there's like a garage that opens, and you're allowed to have your dogs in there going. Oh yeah. So Willow, there's always Willow's a ton there. of dogs in there. I have to bring Willow there sometimes. Yeah. But um, we we before COVID hit, we had a big uh, board game group that would get together and play board games there and drink beer and they had this really awesome barbecue place next door cool so it's a really cool place you can check it out all right let's try this out here all right oh yeah oh that's good i 
Wow, yeah. That's good. That is not a hint of citrus. That is very citrusy. Uh, I was going to do like a smell. Yeah, the smell test. It, it, it has a bit of that cat piss smell, which is always a good sign. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed, actually. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, actually. It's pretty, um, pretty light. For independently brewed, I mean, I mean, Scarlet Lane has proven their worth already. So that name alone already carried some pretty good weight to it. Uh, they picked a good company. I think they pissed, picked the best. I mean, if you can't get four Floyds, oh yeah, you know what I mean. This is right. the next best one. So yeah, it's really good, and I think it's a pretty high percentage too. Maybe not. Oh, it's 4.5. Oh, okay, so it's so just standard. a little lower, but, it's, you know, it's nice and refreshing. Yeah, nice Doesn't, and refreshing like, on a summer like day. An IPA yeah. does, like, you know. Yeah, it's not, it's not like, super heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, so if you want to try the Sammy Terry beer, you come to Super Monster Movie Fest, you get a four-pack for 20. It's pretty expensive, but... But, you know, you get to keep the bottles. Yeah. The bottles are always going to look good for Sammy Terry collectors. I'm sure it wasn't cheap for them to produce this. And uh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. I would lo- I would love to know the story behind uh, how this was brewed and everything. Yeah, like where did they get the flesh and blood to, to add to the beer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did they get a hint of flesh and blood to add to the beer? So we just reviewed the Sammy Terry beer. Thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, just get kind of close to each other. And just lean over when you want to talk to it. Like, try it. Put it closer towards, maybe put it closer towards the Okay. I'm a loud talker now, so I can just, like... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Sammy Terry beer was pretty good, actually. Um, it's a pretty cool uh, label there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what makes it kind of worth getting is just having a yeah, it kind of looks like a it was like airbrushed or like a watercolor paint or something. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna kind of drink it. Here. So, what are you guys looking forward to the most tonight? Uh, for me, it's we ha- them. Yeah, we actually yeah. just talked about that. Them and then Starship Troopers for me. Like, I haven't seen it. And I haven't seen them, so. I haven't seen them either, so that's the one I'm most looking forward to. Cool. And then I missed the one last night from the 50s, so I kind of want to see another a, a good 50s bug sci-fi movie. Yeah, it's my same thoughts I have, too. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Black Scorpion's going to be cool. And, uh. What's the other one? Oh, Eight-Legged Freaks. I don't know about that one. I don't really know if I give a crap about that, because it's like giant CGI spiders from the early 2000s. And it looks like it might be fun, though, because at least from the trailer I saw, it looks like they at least embraced the cheesiness. They don't and isn't, try to be too serious. Isn't David Arquette in it? Yeah. I don't like David Arquette. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he is the uh, w, WCW World Heavyweight Champion. So. <clears throat> Seriously. Really? Yeah. If you ever watched the decline of WCW, that was like num- that's always number one. Is that like why the hell do they give it to? Why the hell do they 
I mean, it turned into a laughing stop because the guy can't wrestle, obviously. But somehow he managed to get the world title. Let me, let me ask you guys this. Is there any uh, bug movie that you'd like to see here um, that's not, not being played tonight? Not, not particularly. Not, not too picky. Like, I, like what I said, though, the swarm was so boring, I would have just traded the bees into the swarm. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do a bee movie. I don't know any if there's that. There's probably other better bee movies, but I'm not aware of them. I really loved... Um, <coughs> oh, Invasion of the Bee Girls. Yeah, there we go. That's close enough, right? Yeah. That's not really... Bees. I don't know how to... Yeah. I don't really know how to... I don't know really how to say that one, because it was really just about killer girls. That had, like, bee yeah. eyes, basically. Um, throw it in there anyway, though. Throw it in there anyways. I'm, I would love to see Horrors of Spider Island. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That would, be, that would fit the monster movie theme, too. I was going to say Phenomena, but it's kind of... Oh, that's kinda, a good idea, yeah. I mean, it's not... I think it's very heavily a bug. Movie, there's lots of bugs in it. Yeah. And then the end's just a complete rip-off of Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a spoiler, but... Um, yeah, that'd be cool phenomenon. Yeah, there's tons of bugs in that. Um, what about, um, do you ever watch Bloodhook? In Bloodhook, there's like these, you never see them though, but there's like these, there's this guy, okay, so I'm going to spoil Bloodhook for you, because most people probably don't really care about it. But it's a trauma movie. Well, it's produced by trauma. And what happens in it is there's this guy. And he has, like, he had brain surgery. But you don't find this out to the end. But this guy had brain surgery. And every time he hears Cicada and this one particular song, like, if, if they they start, at, if they're going at the same time, like, if that song starts playing and the Cicada start going, he goes insane and kills people with a big giant fishing pole. So that kind of, you know, has like a little cicada. But you never see the cicadas. But they play an important part into the plot. I guess what they could have technically done here, they've already, they've already played it, though. But the fly, I guess that's like a bug, right? Is, is it considered a bug? Well, Joe was going to play the fly, the original. Oh, the original. But he couldn't, they couldn't get rights to it. Uh, how about Sleepaway Camp? Probably a lot of bugs out there at the camp. And remember, there's that one scene where he's pooping. Remember, and they... They lock him in the in the stall and then put the bumblebee nest in there. They could do. I mean, that uh, had bugs. Nile living dead. <laughs> Zombies eat bugs. That's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, just get like very vague bug stuff. Friday the 13th. I'm sure that you're gonna tell me at camp there's no bugs. <laughs> okay. Motel Mountain Massacre. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the best. Creep show, yeah. The creeping up on you, creep show. Creep show, yeah. What I'd actually like to see, although I don't think it would technically, I don't know if it would count, but would be Godzilla versus Mothra. Yeah, there you go. Mothra's a bug. Oh yeah, definitely. I would think that would definitely fit. Um, yeah, I loved in Mountaintop Motel Massacre. He's just like, oh man, this guy wakes up covered in uh, cockroaches, and he's just kind of like, oh man. (laughs) <laughs> like he doesn't care less. Yeah, like I mean, completely, like, like insanely covered, like head to toe, yeah, he's and he's just kind of like, oh. Nice. Oh. 
but yeah, I mean the bug stuff. So what do you think? What do, what do you think they have left left as far as themes? I mean, we 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 did bugs, we did man-made monsters, we did haunted houses, we did uh, water horror. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> No, that would be good. Yeah. Zombie and voodoo. Undead. Show the undead. Roger Corman. Yeah. I kind of wish they would just... uh, They could do like camp. Well, that's kind of camp skyline, though. They already do that. I kind of wish they just drop the themes. I hope they eventually do. That's true. Yeah, just drop the themes. It kind of limits you. Right, yeah. Just drop the theme and show whatever the hell you want. That's like monster, monster related. They're saying we Terry heading towards the stage. Oh yeah, Bigfoot. Could, could, could they do eight Bigfoot movies or whatever it is? <laughs> well, you got Bigfoot versus uh, uh, DB Cooper. I was gonna say Sammy Terry's doing this new thing where he honks the horns when he goes in. Could, Let's uh, see, you got Legend of Bigfoot, you got Legend of Boggy Creek, you got Bigfoot versus D.D. Cooper, <laughs> and you could have uh, David Dakota come out for that. Um, you got Henry and the Hendersons. I'm sure there's a thousand Bigfoot movies that have made oh, in the yeah. last 20 years. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm our direct-to-video and the regular shit. But are people going to be excited about those? I mean, you're going <laughs> to... Bigfoot enthusiasts, Will. You're going to have people come just for um, Boggy Creek. You know what I mean? Then you have to leave. Because have you guys ever seen Bigfoot versus D.D. Cooper? I've seen bits and pieces of it. A lot of topless men in their underwear. Yep. With little rifles. Yep. A lot of boys in their underwear with rifles. And Bigfoot's like creeping on them, like looking at them while they're showering and different things like that. No joke. David Dakota probably was too. Yeah. <laughs> David Dakota was the Bigfoot. Oh, you could show um, uh, Frankenstein Created Bikers. Have those oh, yeah, guys Bigfoot. come back out again. And then have the band Bigfoot play again. Could they do like, I don't know if there's really enough, but maybe like mythological monsters or just monster I mean I guess Bigfoot's the only one they do a lot of movies off that's of. true they could do could like they do mystical like, monsters and then Bigfoot could be included in that Yeti movies maybe yeah Yeti. yeah the, and Abominable they, Snowman Abominable Snowman the, the Hammer horror film there's a what a Minotaur movie I wonder what it is hmm yeah, I don't know about it's a, that. It's a pretty crappy one. It's on like a 25 drive-in classics thing I have. You could show like one of the um, Sinbad movies. Yeah, Sinbad movies. You know? Yep, there you go. Because... You got a whole library there. Yeah, because that has a lot of like mystical creatures in it. That might be a good one. Because I was thinking like, man, they're running out of themes here. But, you know, I'm not good at coming up with themes either, so... Can you fix that, Mike? It's like slipping out. Oh, is it kind of like push that? Push <laughs> this or what? Yeah, push. Yeah, you go. There you go. 
Kind of like a red rocket, yeah. What? We good? <laughs> I guess. We'll... All right, so here's a question for Glenn. All right, Glenn. Here's a question for you. All right, so um, you have, um, you know, Star Wars, right? Star Wars? Yeah. Are you a Star Wars fan? So you have um, Chewbacca, right? Chewbacca, yeah. Do you think he has like a red rocket type dog, dick or like human? <laughs> I am afraid to answer that question. I'll answer that one. I knew I knew Curtis would already know, so I didn't want to ask him until last. Because you don't see his balls, you don't see the red rocket. I believe he reproduces asexually. There's no females. There's no males. They fuck themselves. That's how they have babies. Otherwise, you'd have his massive sack hanging down there. Well, well, okay. So here's here's my here's my issue with that because they they have a family unit though. That's a spinoff, though. It doesn't count. Oh, so you're not counting Star Wars Christmas special? There's a lot of Star Wars things that don't count. Including Do you the count your adventures the Ewok? Okay. Just the main entries. <coughs> but then again, like, what, what do you think about the Ewoks? I think the Ewoks got the little red lipstick thing. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? Yeah, well, you know, I'm not a big Ewok fan. But, uh, oh, we're getting scoped out by the other punk. They were supposed to be Wookiees in there originally. And then George Lucas always has a hard-on for trying to do kids' movies. So he decided to make them into little teddy bears. Now, I'm what more about of a, Jar Jar Binks? I'm more of a Dune fan. What do you, what do you think about, like, sandworms reproducing? They probably reproduce just like a worm would, I guess. Sandworms? Yeah. You think a reproduction? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I think they fuck rocks. Yeah. Half sand, half people. So here's how it works. From somebody fucking sand. Because they're just giant worms. That's how worms fuck. Like when you hold them, that's the the goo. You're holding them and like they're they're in their own. That's how they fuck. They just like (laughs) tangle each other. Yeah. Um. You know, in uh, Children of Dune, one of the guys turns into a. A worm. Like he evolves into a worm. He does so much spice. I'd hate to be that woman who gave birth to him. <laughs> I mean, he started off as like a normal person. Genetic <laughs> evolution or whatever from the from the cocaine right. or whatever, the, the rocks. Right. Looks like Sammy Terry's, Sammy Terry's taking the stage. Um, he made a lot of jokes to the beer last night, which were kind of funny. Like, I forget, somebody was somebody was like, yeah, you know, acting stupid. And he's like, looks like somebody had the Sammy Terry beer. You know, stuff like that. Available at my website for yeah. $14.99. Yeah, so. But, yeah, no, we're having a fun time. We had, we had a lot of fun last night. We had a lot of good food. This, <coughs> God damn it. We had the Sammy Terry loin last night, which was really good. I think they should ha- always have that. You could probably ask for it because 
All they're doing is putting pizza sauce and cheese on it. Is it mozzarella? Yeah. So, um, looks like the Rocky Horror folks are here. Have you guys ever been to the Rocky Horror Show that they do? The no. What's a shadow cast? Can I ask that? That's where they act as they're playing the movie, right? Have you been to that? Have you heard of it? Shadow cast? No, I haven't heard uh, of it. Oh, so they're actually going to show Rocky Horror Picture Show then. Yeah. I, next, like, next month. I think they get on the stage... Huh. Yeah. I would like to see the shadow cast for, um, I don't know, what's the musicals? Maybe Poultrygeist? Are there any musicals we like? I mean, aside from, like, the typical, I, like, I like singing in the rain and sound of music and stuff like that. Cannibal musical? Yeah, oh cannibal yeah, musical. that would be cool. I know you guys like the poultry guys. So I hate that movie though. That's, that's kind of fair. I could see how somebody could hate it though. Yeah, I hate musicals. <laughs> Pretty much. I really like the music in it. I really like that song, uh, the slow pace fast food love or whatever. Oh yeah, I love that song. I actually. Toxic uh, Avenger musical too. Yeah. But like. And there's an Evil Dead musical. Yeah. I mean, you can't see it in Indiana. They did, uh, I remember they did one, and I actually would like to. No, maybe that was just a play, Night of the Living Dead. I think that may have just been a play. I think they did do Night of the Living Dead musical. But yeah, you can't, like, watch it. That's how Evil Dead musical was. I'm not really too big of a fan when they do that. But, like, I like fiddler on the roof and stuff like that. I like to fiddle on the roof sometimes. Yeah. Well, in the, in the Night Living Dead play, I think they told you to wear splatter clothes. kind of like Evil Dead. Yeah. That's cool. Get, get bloody. Um, then you got um, West Side Story. The director of that, um, Robert Wise, he's from Indiana. I don't know if yeah. you guys knew that. Connorsville. And he, yeah, and he direct. He also directed uh, the day the Earth stood still. So he's a pretty cool guy, and he directed the Star Wars or Star Trek motion picture, which is the. It's basically an hour and a half of them showing the Enterprise from different angles. Everybody thought that was a. Well, they thought everybody thought that was going to be a big deal because, in the Star Trek show, you only ever see that one angle of the Enterprise. It's always that sort of slightly in the front, but it's like a two-dimensional. But in this Star Trek, the motion picture, they show it from like every angle, and you're sitting there like, what angle are they going to do next? But um, Wrath of Khan's really good. If you ever want to check that out. And I spoiled the end of that, I just realized earlier. But everybody knows about how. Everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. Spock dies. Yeah. And the bad thing about living in the future is that uh, you know there's a movie called In Search of Spock. So you know he comes back. 
But it's not really the same Spock. I don't know. I was right. confused. That is a sad part. So, what do you guys think is the saddest deaths in movie history? Oh, uh, jeez, I don't know. Uh, or saddest moments, maybe. Even. One of the bigger what the fuck deaths would be when Flyboy dies in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And Peter, or uh, Roger. Uh, sad? I don't know. Transformers? Did you watch the animated Transformers that came out in the 80s? When, no. When uh, Optimus Prime dies? <coughs> Goonie Glenn, do you have any uh, sad deaths you'd like to comment on? Well, Goonies never say die. So. Well, Goonies, yeah, Goonies never say die, so I can't really think of any. Unless there's a movie about a dog and a dog dies, then I'm really sad. Oh, so Toxic Avenger. That one's really sad because a golden retriever dies in that one. When Leo died in Titanic, I cried. Leo? Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, that was that was dumb because there was plenty of room on that. They did an episode on MythBusters about that. Like he could have, he could have been on the door. Like there's plenty of room on that door for yeah. both of them. And he only weighed probably like a buck twenty-five, so <laughs> yeah. Like he could have, he could have climbed on there. Yeah. Rose just, was just being a little bitch. He didn't, want <clears throat> he didn't want the commitment. Yeah. Here's my saddest moments. Uh, definitely Optimus Prime's death. Um, Um... Aerofax, is that right? From Neverending Story. Oh yeah, that's right. That horse dies. Yeah. It's brutal. Um, plane trains, automobiles. We find out his wife's been dead the whole time. <laughs> Curtis. I guess that technically counts. Curtis. That that technically counts, I guess. But like, she's been dead. I don't know. Right, but I said well, saddest moments too. Saddest moments. Okay. Oh gosh, that wasn't so much sad as it was just like devastating, like, um, like hard to watch. You know, she she did such a good acting job in that. You actually thought you were watching somebody's a mom's reaction to her son dying. That's a hard hitting film. Uh, um, Boys and Men. Seeing all those churchgoers get killed. Yeah, but they did come back to life. True. <laughs> so you cried for like a second, yeah, and you're like, oh, oh thank God. Every mar- you- that's every Marvel film. Oh, they're dead. Oh, no, they're back. Just as the tears start coming down, then they come back, and you just suck it back up in your eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's better. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I like. <clears throat> so, um, I can't really think of anything else. I really didn't give a fuck when Han Solo died. Nah. <laughs> Same with when Luke died. Wait, Luke died? Oh, yeah. His, his, he In the second like one, right? He died He died like a bitch. He died like a little bitch. Uh, what about Christopher Lee's death in um, Dracula? Horror of Dracula? Kind of a bittersweet. You know, the worst is when some hot tail dies, you know. Oh, I... Like in, Ga- you know, like in Massacre Mafia style. Yeah. You know? 
if I you were to use your out, stupid you head. You can't kill her, she's hot. That's what I always say. She's too oh, hot yeah. to die. Yeah. Um, Jolly's, Jolly's dog. Oh, you, oh, you had to go there. I yeah, just, Jolly's dog. I just watched uh, Batman here last week. I think it was maybe Batman Returns. There's a girl there. Big boobs. She dies. She's hot. Uh, oh, yeah. She gets thrown off the cut, track. Da- cut down in her prime. Oh, yeah. She was, she's supposed to be the, the lady who plugged in the lights for the tree, too. What about that little kid in uh, Puppet Master Lil's right? And his little hands were still attached to that black guy's back. And they were dismembered. Uh, really. Didn't the hot girl die in that, too? Big boobs. I think everybody died in that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, yeah, she had those bowling ball titties. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, kind of okay with that one. No. Because those were gross. Like, I don't like bowling ball titties. She was so fake looking. They were definitely fake looking, but she was still hot. I like the all natural boobies. They got a droop. Yeah, a little bit. Not too much. I mean, I don't want them to look like gym socks, but, you know, they need to droop a little bit. And here's another thing. There was no nudity in the swarm. Oh, yeah, there wasn't. You know, that's a problem. Has there been any nudity in any of these movies? Well, definitely not Deadly Manus. There will be some nudity tonight in Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah. It's really nothing good, though, I don't think. Male nudity doesn't count, Glenn. There's a shower scene. (laughs) There are some boobs. There are some nice boobs uh speaking of shower scenes glenn um did you watch um you, you watched some of those women in prison movies i let you borrow right yes i did those I had did some uh, the big bird cage those had some shower scenes oh man that movie was so fucking hot yeah back then man she was a babe yeah um when i let you uh borrow red heat not the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's got Linda Blair in it. But um, that has a Linda Blair shower scene. Okay. That's incredible. Those things, we've seen them in Savage Streets, you know? Those Linda Blair titties. Oh, yeah. Those things are... I can't figure this out. Charlie's having a good old time with the microphone. But, you know... What are you gonna do? Hottest shower scenes. You guys have a hottest shower scenes. It's hard to beat Porky's. Um, there's a shower scene in Savage Streets too. Oh yeah, yeah. That was really good because so here's. I never understood the Slumber Party Massacre because it's directed by that woman. Yeah. And she now talks about how, like, all these horror movies were subjective and sexualized and, you know, it, it, they were, like, toxic masculinity and all this stuff. But she shot probably one of the sexiest shower scenes in film history. That's true. Now, I don't know if she did that as, like, a, look how terrible this is. Of course, I was like, this is awesome, but... She was like slow pan up on the ass, go all the way up, and and then the girl would just happen to turn around just coming up to the titties. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that shit's awesome. So she shot, yeah, she probably she shot one of the best shower, shower scenes in film history. And Porky's is, you know, always that one I watched as a as a youngin. Psycho. Wearing out the psycho. <laughs> oh, look at that leg! I saw so hot. Kentucky Fried Movie has a has that really good one. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh yeah. Well, she's like getting. She's got her boobs up against the glass shower. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Well, let's. All right. So, anyways, flip side. We're gonna take a break for now. We'll get back to you. We'll try to get some interviews here and uh, talk to you later. around, cowboys came upon one dead steer after another. One of them had heard the tale of the demon bull of the Maricopa, having lost family or friends to something absolutely unknown. We could be in another world. Nation's leaders confer as news received a possible threat to capital. This is a city of four million people. If word of these leaks out, the panic of the population could be worse than the scorpions. The Black Scorpion destroys communications. Hundreds annihilated. Hey, Abel Fraud will be right back. Yeah, we're, we're gonna. <laughs> this is Sammy Terry coming you to from the other side of the flip side cinema the most horrible podcast you'll ever lay your ears on and if you listen long enough you'll have many pleasant nightmares <laughs> Awesome. Hey, Flipside, this is Charlie. We're back, and we're, we've got Madison and Joe God in. And uh, so you guys want to talk about the Pandemonium show next month? Sure, the Pandemonium weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Sept- weekend one. Yeah, the weekend edition. <laughs> For all uh, those September, people complaining yeah, out there. Se- yeah. yeah. <laughs> September 25th, 26th, uh, the Pandemonium Picture Show weekend is back after a two-year hiatus actually um, 
Uh, last time we did one uh, was the flood of the century uh, with Linnea Quigley. So yeah. uh, we took a couple years, a couple years off there, and uh, we repair got a big one. It's going to be bigger than ever. What? We had to repair the damage. Repair the, yeah. <laughs> took us a while. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so this year uh, we're back with more exploitation, sex exploitation, horror. Uh, debauchery on the big screen uh, and and live on stage also as a matter of fact uh, we've got uh, some cool stuff happening on the stage including uh, the uh, Transylvania Lip Treatments shadow cast of Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah Madison what is a shadow cast for those that don't know Shadowcast, it's actually the phenomena that started with Rocky Horror. It was made uh, as a satirical mock to the movie itself. You know, people 40-some-odd years ago went out, and it was a midnight show, and it was typically an after-party thing. People already showed up. They were already kind of (laughs) pre-lit. And, you know, just the the belligerent and irreverent, irreverent comedy of it is... Really, what it brings, um, really, what brings the life to the party because you know, you got heckling to the screen almost like Mystery Science Theater, and then before the show, you have an initiation for people that have never experienced that particular live show. But when I say live show, I don't mean the theatrical play because it was a play before it was a movie, so. We do not vocalize. We actually pantomime, and we we do lips, mouth, you know, lip sync and everything. But a lot of what we do also is, um, you know, the movements, and we act out the jokes and the gimmicks. Um, so yeah, depending on what cast you go to, everybody's got their own kind of tone to it. Um, some people are more traditional some people are a little more modern with how they do pre-show and then some people are a little more uh family friendly which that's kind of what's happened over the years and then depending on where you're at you'll have some political skews over what you can and can't say or the jokes that can be made which we again you know we kind of like to apply the mosh mentality if you know what this is one would deduce it's because you've you, you know people that have done it. And so if you have come as a virgin, we call them, then it's probably because the people that brought you there, you know, knew better um, so, upon bringing so, you. So you guys are doing the family version then, I take it, right? Uh, you shut your... <laughs> <laughs> That's not allowed at family. <laughs> no, we, uh, like I said, we don't police a lot. And we can't police. It's really silly to believe you can police everything that people are going to say in the audience. And the thing is, is that the movie has not changed in 45 years. The fact that it was, the fact that there's even other versions of it, cough, cough. Um, Yeah. The thing is, is you're going to hear things, and the pre-show is really what makes each experience different. Because uh, your initiations are going to be different, the games you play with the virgins are going to be different. You don't know who's going to come up with new jokes because you always also want to keep uh, keep the callback lines relevant. You know, a lot of people wouldn't get a Rocky Bullwinkle reference these days, or um, the political funny, you know, things things that are now meme content is really what you saw on stage more and in action more, and it's all audience participation. So. 
There's cues for the audience to shout things and throw things, which is another thing that's different depending on where you're at because most venues don't like to... Um, they don't like to facilitate cleaning up afterwards, which we always do. We always handle our mess. We really try to put the venue's best interest first because we don't want to get anybody in trouble. Um, but we do ask, if you come to us wanting to book a show, please understand we do it the traditional way. We are crude and crass. Um, and we do it with the um, liability in mind that, yes, there's all ages audience members, and they do participate in our virgin sacrifice. But, you know, when the show came out, it was rated as R, even though that doesn't really match today's <laughs> criteria. But um, you're not getting in unless you're with a guardian if you're under 17. So it's really funny. You'll have the parents coming and bringing their kids and making them get ridiculed. It's really hilarious. And they get the best pictures. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Madison touched on too. Uh, on September 26th, which is when the show, uh, the show is uh, at, at Pandemonium Picture Show. That is to the day 45 years from the original release. Of yeah, and that oh, was that really wasn't cool. even well, that was on accident, wasn't it? Kind of was on accident. We had this is the funniest twist of fate. You tell yeah. me, tell me this isn't as 2020 as it got. <laughs> we weren't able to have our well our 10 year anniversary show anyway which was in july but in april we had planned a a tim curry themed show here at the skyline originally we had it planned on the 14th i believe um because it would have followed right into tim curry's birthday so we were going to call it a night of a thousand timmies and then covid (laughs) hit so we didn't get to do it and he said well i'll just throw you guys on with pandemonium and then subsequently, I was like, you know what? Oh, wow. Because I would never have known the actual date, you know. Right. I just knew that it was in September. And, and, and I mean, yeah, the reality well. is, is, you know, that their performance and Rocky Horror Picture Show in general belongs at Pandemonium. It, it, it completely fits. So it's, it, it, it's probably... I don't know. It was probably a freak of fate, right? But now I think it's where it needs to be, which is part of Pandemonium, Pandemonium Picture Show. Oh, yeah. That'll be perfect. Yeah. What else is going to be at Pandemonium Picture Show? Uh, specific titles? Um, so um, my brain's a little fried right now. So, uh, But uh, Exploitation Films, it is a two-day dusk until dawn. With all the bells and whistles, so you camp over if you like. Uh, no charge to do that. Uh, tickets are available as single day pass or a two day pass, uh, and it includes everything that is on stage as well. So uh, it's not just about the movies, but the movies are kind of the backbone. Um, so on the 25th, the Rock and Doll Review will be here live on stage. On the 26th. Transylvania Lip Treatment will be live on stage uh, performing the Rocky Horror Picture Show Shadowcast, as well as a couple other special special guests, including the Prince of Shock. You just got to see the guy to believe it. Yeah. He's amazing. He's a great performer. I can uh, he's part of the, the uh, uh, Transylvania Lip Treatment uh, show, technically. Uh, I love working with him. Um, he does really he does really awesome one man. Uh, ensembles, because uh, he 
usually would perform in local bars and he's also traveled and he holds many titles um, but you would not believe the way he just transcends into three different people on stage and he mixes a lot of his own content it's just amazing and the props that he uses and makes himself that he's they're very practical and they're very they're crude in the most awesome way and in not in the most polished you know He's like the MacGyver you know, of chic special way. makeup effects. He's amazing. I, mean, he yeah. I love, I love it. Yeah. We had him uh, at a couple of our shows back at home in Irvington, and I'm just glad he's able to pencil this in with us. Yeah, but the the, the films kind of range from uh, kind of sex exploitation to exploitation. There's a couple of horror titles uh, we're going to be showing. Uh, 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 rolling like a movie like Rolling Thunder, which is you know uh, kind of an exploitation film that's based on the after effects of Vietnam, the Vietnam War. Yeah, sounds very dramatic. It's not. It's a lot of fun. A lot of campiness. Balls to the walls. Right. Action. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, Flesh for Frankenstein, the Andy Warhol film, which. I would say is rarely shown, and especially rarely shown at a drive-in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like I said, a couple of horror titles in there and stuff. But uh, Mad Dog Morgan. Mad Dog are, Morgan. Are you showing that on 35? Mad Dog Morgan? Yeah. Yeah, it's 35. Ooh, yeah. There's a lot of 35. Uh, I want to say five of the eight titles are actually 35 millimeter this year. So. Uh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. A, it's a grind. And that's a crowd experience. for that, too. There is, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the sad part of that is, is that it has become a bit of a novelty. It, you're just not seeing it a lot, and I think we probably play as much more 35 than almost anybody overall throughout the year. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a little bit. It, it's the it's the event that we do. That's. It's like the exploitation version of Super Monster Movie Fest. So, yeah, you know. That's true. Yeah. So, and anything goes. You know, I mean, it's... It's a little lustful. It's a Pandemonium. Little, uh, huh? It's pandemonium. It is. It's pandemonium. <laughs> that's what it is. So, uh, but this this will be... Uh, I think this is our... Uh, this will be our... Fourth year since we were on hiatus. Yeah. I think this is our actual fourth pandemonium weekend. So, and it's a lot of fun. You know, I mean, it's really only been a year of hiatus, though. Technically, yeah. Because yeah. that flood one was 2018. Yeah, the flood. Yeah. A lot of people will never forget that. <laughs> Some guy wrote a big thing about it on Facebook. It was pretty funny. I'll have to yeah. show you that. Yeah. But, Linnea uh, Quigley talks about it every time I talk to her. She talks, well, goddamn, how much? How often do you talk to Linnea Quigley? Well, I mean, via text or whatever, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. I, hey, Linnea returned my phone calls. But no. Well, <laughs> so here's the deal. So I'm going to tell on Charlie because I don't know if you've ever said this on your show, but Charlie was the personal assistant slash driver for Linnea Quigley that weekend and I'm jealous and he actually had her sign the dashboard of his car yeah. so his autograph uh, Linnea Quigley's autograph on his car 
So And I was obsessed. I mean, like, I'm a huge Linnea Quigley fan. She's probably one of my favorite actresses. She thought you were great. She thinks a lot of you. Seriously. Well, she you, you know, awesome. she needs to attach me. Good or... <laughs> that, so make that announcement. Linnea, if you're listening. If you're listening out there, you know. Charlie Just get on later you. with your smooth voice. Yeah, hey, if you want to. Yeah, if you want to call me later. If you're out there, <laughs> drop me a line. She's a sweetheart, though. Yeah, she, really was. she was so nice. Yeah, and you know she, anything, anything goes. Too. She stuck right anything. in there, you know. I mean, because I mean, the reality is, is somebody as small as Linnea, you know, could have died in the flood. <laughs> the <laughs> skyline. Well, we were pulling in, and we kept her there on was nobody ground, here. So. There's nobody here. We were pulling in, and I was like apologizing, like it it wouldn't be like this if it wasn't raining, you know, right, blah blah blah. Right. And she's like, I'm I'm just happy anybody showed up, you know. And I thought that's. That's a really sweet, and that's not something most celebrities would say. No, most celebrities are assholes. Yeah, and she's yeah. she's like she's really genuine. She was like, oh, I was just glad yeah. somebody, even if just one person in there was there, I'd, I'd be happy. So, I like when they actually like to be involved in the festivities, or they like the people yeah. that make it what it Since is. Since we're to- totally yeah. off the subject and talking about Linnea. So the funniest thing that she, that I saw her do that whole weekend was we we took her to a restaurant where she could get something vegan, right? And um, she, yeah. Now have you heard this story about the pizza? Why don't you let me tell it? Because you know the pizza story? No, I know I got a better one. Though. Why don't you tell your pizza? Well, story? Well, the pizza story's funny because she's like, "Oh, I may have the pizza," and she asked the waiter if the pizza was good, and the pizza and the, and the waiter says, "Yeah, the pizza's good." Well, she notices there's people at the table next to us having pizza. So she just gets up and goes over and asks if she could have a piece of their pizza. <laughs> Total strangers. But the funny thing is, as you think about this, they had no idea who she was. Right. All they know is there's this, this funny little lady <laughs> coming over asking for a piece of their pizza they just ordered. And they gave it to her, and she ate the pizza, and she goes, oh, yeah, it's really good. I'll have this. I'll have this. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> no, the story I'm thinking of was I picked her up from the airport, and... I had spent the whole week before researching good vegan restaurants to go to because I knew she was vegan and would want to go to eat after getting picked up from the airport. So I'm, I'm researching all these restaurants, you know, in, in India, and I'm like, man, there's some there's some pretty good, like, Indonesian restaurants and all this yeah. different stuff. And Joe texts me, and he's he's like, hey, um, you know, we're going to take her out to dinner. So I was like, okay. And he sends me an address. It's freaking Texas Roadhouse or something like that. It's like the meatiest place in the world. She had a potato. Wow. <laughs> but here's the thing. No, here's the thing. She said, I don't was. care. Just, I just, yeah. someplace close, right? Oh, so that okay. was literally right by her hotel. And the other funny thing about that is, is watching Brian Wilson sit next to her in a booth at Grandma's Pancake House, <laughs> eating an entire plate of sausage, sitting next to her. But here's the thing about her. She's not like that. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, just because she does something, she's not offended or doesn't think, you know, you owe her some sort she of wasn't a pushy special or... treatment because she chooses to be vegan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is vegan for health reasons, okay? Not because she doesn't believe in eating an animal. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's what, you know, that's what yeah. I mean, both are not such bad reasons, but, no. yeah, yeah, no, so, everybody's. You know, she doesn't care. 
but yeah, she. Uh, She's the sweetest lady. I mean, it's true. We took Linnea Quigley, vegan, to a steakhouse. <laughs> After happened. Charlie had spent all week looking for of looking for different special restaurants, restaurants yes. So, but I, and, and and keep in mind, I I know nothing about that world, so I was really trying to right, keep an I, open I, mind. And I'll eat their I like, food. Hey, like know. I said, I'm not the one that's you know discriminates with food. They're the ones that have different preferences. Right, I'll eat everything. Right. right. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, so we're totally off the subject, but. So Pandemonium Picture Show uh, flooded out, but everybody had a great time, and the show went on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe was Linnea running was the here. projector with uh, water up to us. And then last year, knees. we didn't do one. Yeah. But we did, last year, start the Pandemonium Wednesday shows, which is the last Wednesday of every month. Uh, and it's just kind of a spinoff. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the same type of films, uh, of course, as, as we've always done with Pandemonium. Yeah. But a lot of people have been asking when you're going to do the weekend because it does bring people from, you know, several states away even. Yeah. And they can't travel in like that, most people, on a Wednesday night for two films. So it gives them a reason to make travel plans or hotel plans or what have you because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's two full day, you know, two full nights of, of entertainment. So so we're looking forward to it. Bring it having and it we got a VHS again. one. And the VHS swap. And there was drama with that. And vendors. Did you know that? Drama with the VHS swap? La- the last one? No, 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 no. Oh, the, when I posted, the new one. When I posted on Planet right. VHS. Planet there was VHS. A, so there was a ton of people that were like, oh, yes, it's back. You know, we're great. And uh, the dude, you know that one kid that runs the Mahoney? He's kind of oh, younger. Oh, yeah. He goes, oh, that looks familiar. Referring to his show that he did. Right. When was that? He okay. So he used, little, to do, he used to do one like a long time ago or something. No, 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 no. Okay. So on that documentary at the drive-in, right? I've seen it. He they they talk about how like they were the first to show VHS movies and have like VHS swaps and stuff. But this was like 2017. Right. So Curtis gets on there. <laughs> I was just gonna leave it alone. Who we love? We love Curtis. Yeah. Curtis gets on there and he goes, well, yeah, it should sound familiar. You know, we did, we've did. we been doing it in 2016, 17, you know, 18. And, uh, yeah, it was like a drama. Skyline versus the Mahoney. Well, okay, so I'm going to make a PSA right now, off the cuff, right here. So, to the Mahoning drive-in and every other drive-in out there who is jealous of the Skyline for unwarranted reasons... They are. It's unwarranted. Mm-hmm. They did not invent the spook show or any of these special events, these horror events. They didn't invent those. They've been around since the 50s. Right. So, you know what? There's plenty of fun and uh, for everyone. Uh, yeah. For any drive-in that wants to do it. And yeah, well, like, what? even if you were the first, they why, need to why would the, you? They need to get... The, freak over it okay that's just you know well i mean you can say fuck on it so i'm just saying you know it's a family well right on flip side sammy terry beer (laughs) yeah they're good we did we did sammy terry beer i mean i'm being real sincere when i say that is get over yourself the stuff we do here i didn't come i didn't invent any of this the first thing i did when i bought the skyline is i started researching 
what were drive-ins like in the 50s and 60s? Uh-huh. And one of the big things that I was attracted to was what they used to call spook shows. And it was basically like what we're doing here, you know, right now at Monster Fest, you know. And they would have, like, people dressed up walking around as monsters, and they show monster movies. It's nothing new. Right. You know, but I do but get some, this a lot from people Some saying, reason people were you know, entitled and feel like they were the first to they, do it. Yeah, the first to do it. They thought they were the first to take right. four projectors and yeah, match them up on Yeah, years old, there. they weren't the first to do it. Yeah. You know? And even if you were the first. Right. Who cares if a right. who cares if some drive in you know like 500 miles away is now I will say that some of the stuff and I mean you've been involved in this with the skyline for a while and an event like pandemonium is a little bit it, it's like a variation right it's not wholly new but we combine live stage events with movies at a drive-in outside that's a little bit more unique. Yeah. But also, like, when we do our independent film festival stuff, our indie, indie sensations, nobody's really doing that. You know, in the drive-in world, nobody's really giving the independent films a place. And, you know, we've had we've had films and directors travel from even yeah. the East Coast to show their movie here. Yeah. Um, so, I would say, you know, to the Mahoning, who I do love, by the way, the Mahoning drive-in. Um, that, yeah, let's all have fun. Let's uh, not worry about it, you know. Right. And by the way, we aren't showing a VHS movie on the screen. Right. We're just having a VHS walk. Yeah, it's just a place for them to come, and, and there'll be, there are there'll a be lot other of sellers here. too. Yeah, oh yeah. It won't just be VHS exclusively. Right. But, you know, VHS is one of those things that is has become, it's like the new record collecting. Right, it's a new vinyl where people used to do that and they still do. VHS is now to that age where people have an interest in the artwork and the stuff you don't get with MP3s, right? Yeah. You got these big boxes with the cool artwork on them and stuff. What's funny is I was collecting VHS, you know, back when VHS was. DVD had just started and I was like, eh, it's too expensive. So I was buying a bunch of VHS. So all my stuff is from back then. So. Yeah. It's kind of nice to. I'm starting to get sell it, so. Yeah, you, you'll move on to other things too. You know? so yeah, like, I'm kind of. There's a, always something to collect. I do it. I do the second generation skip. It's like if I own it on VHS, I didn't get it on DVD, mm-hmm. but I did maybe get it on Blu-ray. Right, right. So right. Or maybe if I have it on VHS, I'll get the 4K. <laughs> yeah. So what? So one thing, uh, and and I just wanted to back up just a little bit with. Uh, TLT, uh, Transylvanian Lip Treatment. So they do perform other places. This is not like a one-off thing for them. This, this, uh, this is the first time they've performed at a drive-in. Well, yeah. And but you guys have groupies, I take it, right? We do. They cycle in and out. Well, because um, a lot of them are typically younger adults or kids. So they all grow up. So we usually see them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she <was a> creepy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a groupie. Yeah, um, I admit it. No, but a lot of them, we'll see them for a long time, and then they'll grow up, get married, move away, start college, and then we'll see them sometimes throughout the year. But yeah, no, we have a lot of people that are regulars, and we have other people that from the old school days, like back in the when Rocky had a big scene in indie back in the '80s and early '90s, even the mid 2000s. You've got the 
old schoolers from that era that come around. And actually one of our members is one of the more, um, I think she's one of the more familiar names from the older casts. Um, she actually ran with several of those groups. I think she started at the Emerson Theater. Um, but yeah. How'd you like the bathrooms at the Emerson? At the Emerson? Um, see, I didn't, I never caught Rocky there. I really only remember seeing independent bands there. It wasn't, I never went in. I, I, I remember seeing some bands there. I just remember there was a lot of stickers on the wall. I saw a lot I of I liked climbing there. up on top of a balcony thing they had. There, they had. there was like this fake skeleton laying up there, so it looked like somebody died. That was really the most adventuring I got out of that place. <laughs> Yeah, the bathrooms were like legendary, gross. Yeah, like feces uh, every, on the walls and a stuff. A lot of a lot of the restrooms in places like that <laughs> yeah. were though. Yeah, <laughs> going all the way back in the CBGB's you know. probably had them. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I'd hate to see the bathroom of that place. <laughs> so eight-legged freaks. Who chose that? Eight-legged freaks. So um, it's not a movie that's played much. I think it's fun. I like comedy in my horror. You know, I think some of the best horror movies do have comedy elements in them. Mm-hmm. And um, we needed a spider movie, so and we've shown quite, we've shown us some spider movies. You know, I mean, one of my favorite spider movies is is Tarantula. Technically, not a spider, but most people, you know. I like arachnophobia, but arachnophobia we couldn't license. Yeah. Thank you, Disney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was actually my first choice, to be honest, was arachnophobia. Mm-hmm. Um, the hell, Disney? The what? I said, what the hell, Disney? I know. Well, you know, they just buy everything, and then they, 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 they they're like the the kid that they're like the little rich kid that uh, has all these cool toys, and they're stingy with them. Yeah. They won't let anybody else play. They're with like them. Uh, Richard Rubenstein. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. If Richard Rubenstein owned a multi billion dollar yeah. corporation it'd be Disney right <laughs> you just yeah. buy up everything and not let yeah. anybody see it <laughs> so so yeah so we landed on eight legged eight legged freaks is a funny is a fun movie it's not real heavy or anything you know it's a a different uh, different decade than some of the than a lot of the stuff we're showing so. But Starship Troopers, though, is a lot of fun, too. So. Yeah, and I've never seen that one, so... Yeah. Oh, really? Uh-uh. Wow. wow. Okay, well, it's coming up next. I own it. <laughs> I own it on 4K, but uh, I said I, I wasn't going to watch it until at the Skyline. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, this is a, a this is a Studio DCP, so it'll look amazing. So yeah, yeah. So. I was going to read the book beforehand, but eh, I didn't get a chance. To. Yeah. You don't need to. Oh, well, yeah. I heard it's not even anything like the book anyways. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's very very much based on it. So, but, uh, but, yeah. So, the Rocky Horror Picture Show 45th anniversary with the... What's the dates? Transylvania Lip Treatment Shadow Cast. That is on the 26th of September. The event, the weekend event starts on the 25th, though. So... Uh, so make it live out. performances, including the Rocky performance by uh, TLT and uh, Dusk Till Dawn movies. Tickets are available on our Facebook page or our website. I believe they're 15 bucks for a single night or 25 for the two-day pass. So, 
it's gonna be fun. And if you don't come, you're just you're missing out. Yeah, so make it to the <laughs> damn thing. Young people from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part, too. <laughs> They're doing their part. Are you? Join the mobile infantry and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. A murderer was captured this morning and tried today. Guilty. Sentence, death. Execution tonight at 6, all net, all channels. Would you like to know more? The only good bug is a dead bug. Hey, Flipside, we're back, and we're with... John Kitley, who wrote Discover the Horror, which is a uh, book kind of about a man's uh, exploration into the horror genre, 40 years, which is pretty impressive. Um, so, first off, what got you into horror? Um, I've been a fan as long as I can remember. Um, there was a TV show back in the early 70s called Ghost Story which became Circle of Fear. So I was like six and seven years old and had just eaten that stuff up. So, um, yeah, it's just been something a lifelong... I've always followed horror movies. Um, it wasn't until my late teens that I just really became obsessed with them and just wanted to learn and see as many of the films that I could and uh, learn as much as I could about them. Awesome, and you were going to drive-ins and different places like that? I was going to a few drive-ins, and we had one in Aurora, where I grew up, um, seeing as many as I could there. I didn't have a car at the time, so it was hard to manage that. You had to basically bribe friends. Um, but I do remember them even younger as a kid going to see... Uh, my first one was seeing Inframan, uh, a Hong Kong film about a superhero, basically. Yeah, uh, but I, I've just I've always loved the drive-ins. Yeah, that's awesome. And w so, what's what's kind of your favorite horror movies? Like, as maybe not necessarily one favorite, but maybe like um, a few or a genre or something like that. I see that that's the the hardest question I've, I'm always asked. Is I like the stuff from the silent films to the modern day stuff. Um, like, some of my favorites, like, if I had a top ten, would be, like, uh, the original Frankenstein, um, Lucio Fulci's uh, Zombie, um, Jaws, of course, um, The Haunting, the original Night of the Living Dead, 
So it has a wide range of new and old stuff in there. Yeah, and that's a good way. And I, I, I take it you like stuff outside of the horror genre too. I, I do, but I tend to stay in the horror genre because there's it's such a huge genre. I'm never yeah, there's a lot find, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm never going to see them all. So every time I'm watching a a non horror one, I keep thinking, man, I could be watching checking another one off the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're usually trying to watch the. We're usually exploring like the crazy non-horror stuff mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different but it's, it's same passion for sure and uh, i see 50 year actually i messed that up 40 years um so with in regards to the book do you want to kind of go over like what the book's about and then also how you came to uh get it published and all that um i've been i've been writing i've been running my website for over 20 years um, it's one of the longest-running horror-themed websites out there. Um, so there was always, and I also write for Horror Hound magazine. Um, so there was always the concept that I was going to do a book at some point, but it was trying to decide on what the theme was going to be. Um, and I, I came across. I basically decided that the only way that I could write a book that's different from everybody else is if it was more my own personal stories and my journey becoming a horror fan um what i like and and also hoping to um get fans to the book of the the name of the book is called discover the horror so that kind of means discovering the genre so a lot of the newer fans get pigeonholed and they just like the newer stuff mm-hmm. when there's a ton of older stuff a ton of foreign stuff that they need to really look for and seek out to help expand their their uh knowledge of the genre so that was kind of the basis of the book um when i was growing up and even pre-internet it was hard to connect with other fans so you kind of thought that you were the only one that was really obsessed about all these movies nowadays with the internet it's easy in conventions even here at the drive-in it's easy to see you're not alone so it's kind of a, a a call to all fans um and by learning, by reading my story, realizing that, A, they're not alone in that. Because a, a lot of people are going to react and reflect on the same things that I did. Um, and also just to, like I said, hope them to get them to look out, look for different uh, movies that they're not familiar with. And uh, just expand their knowledge. Yeah, and where can people uh, pick up the book if... Um, it is available on Amazon, um, or you can get it directly from me through my website, which is kitleyscrypt.com, and that's with a K, K-I-T-L-E-Y-S-K-R-Y-P-T.com. Um, if you order it from me, uh, you get it signed for free, So, or like oh, cool. I said, you can get it through Amazon. All right, John, well, thanks for being with us and uh, going over that, and we'll be sure to check it out. I'm going to give it a read. I'll probably talk about it on the show later on. Cool. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you.
I know where you live. I haven't done any, <laughs> I haven't done any money count. Yeah, I know, no, right? Don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll get caught up here shortly. No problem. Maybe we can uh, meet sure. up. I'd like to see your dungeon. I have ideas. Oh, I have ideas. No, seriously. <laughs> Stop laughing. Because I want to see your dungeon. Actually. Don't worry about it. Sure. Yeah, we'll catch up. Let me Thank go. you so much. So, Joe, what was that about? Oh, you don't want to know. Pass. <laughs> that shit will give you nightmares. Oh, my God. And then after this, I'm going straight, after this, I'm going straight to the projection booths. Okay. Yeah, you need to eat something, too. Oh, boy. What happens in there? Well, once again, <laughs> I get a you don't want to know. I, I really don't. Nightmares. I don't have the mental.